In this episode of the Stretch Goals Podcast, Scott and I are going to be talking about how to protect yourself and your business. This is the Stretch Goals Podcast, where each week we'll share insights and lessons learned based on our experiences as entrepreneurs. We'll challenge you to create ambitious goals as you start and grow your business. I'm your host, Robert Dickerson. And I'm Scott Davis. So Scott, this week, we wanted to talk a little bit about how to protect yourself and your business. And this came up because of an article we'll we'll link in the show notes. But basically, Google is suing Uber under the impression that they stole some technology that Uber is now using to advance kind of their their autonomous cars and things like that. And there, there's a specific person that they're, they're, they're targeting that they say he downloaded a bunch of files before, before he left, and now he's over at Uber. And the article I'll link is this guy, Anthony, he just got fired. So I wanted to talk a little bit about maybe how some of that plays into starting your own company, especially because I've, you know, I'll share some stories that I've talked to uh, some different people about where they're, they're in the corporate world, they see an opportunity, and they start to make the transition to their own company. And there's kind of this fine line you have to walk, right, between, you know, working with existing customers, working with technology you may have worked on. So just kind of discussing some of those issues. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that's interesting about this topic is that Google and some of these other startups in Silicon Valley, they give you the 20% time option, which is where you can work on ideas of your own that could better the company you're in. And if that turns into something, you know, with some legs to it, you know, you and the company sort of can can run with it and you get a share of, of that type of, uh, of that revenue for that idea. So this particular guy had been doing that for Google for years, creating these technologies that were part of the street view cameras and Google's autonomous vehicle technology stack and things like that. So he was he was coming up with these ideas in his spare time. He had his Google job, but he'd take his 20% time. He would come up with some ideas and Google would be like, okay, great, let's license it from you. And he was making a good amount of money. And then he left and went to Uber. And now there's this conflict. And that's where that's where the lawsuit came up. Yeah, I think I think the first thing before we kind of dive into this is that neither Scott and I are attorneys. So, you know, this isn't legal advice. You're just kind of discussing some of these issues. So, you know, if you have questions, I think that's the first place you should go is a consultant attorney um, and just make sure you're, you're, you're in the green and that you've you know, crossed the T's dotted the I, so to speak. Um, but just, I guess the thing is, my first, my first thing would be make sure that you kind of separate those concerns. If you're, if you have a corporate job and you're working on a business on the side, make sure that there's a clear separation between the work you're doing. And that really flows back to kind of your employment agreements. You need to go back and look at those and make sure, one, are you even allowed to work on side projects? A lot of times they'll put in there that they want ownership of everything you create. And it makes sense, right? Because the company's hiring you. They want your ideas in order for them to create IP from it. So you really need to look at those agreements and see, you know, what you can own, what they can own and that sort of thing. And do like don't don't work at work on your own ideas, right? Don't use company assets, company tools, company knowledge to kind of develop your own business. I mean, that's just a very bad place to start, I think. Yeah, and you know, there's a couple of things to talk about too. So you've got, you know, obviously everybody knows what a non-disclosure agreement is, and that's you know, you're not talking about anything that you work on. But then there's non-competes, and then there's these other agreements. And one of them is whether or not you have any pre-existing inventions. And if you have a pre-existing invention, uh, something that you've already developed, 
you need to put it on there, number one. Number two, if you're going to go to a company that does not allow you to work on anything else and you have some ideas that you haven't yet worked on, put them in the pre-existing inventions. Those are your ideas. You know, as long as you've written down notes and you've got something that's demonstrable, technically speaking, and granted, I'm not a lawyer, that shows that you've already got this pre, you know, preconceived idea. So yeah, don't, don't shoot yourself in the foot. You know, that's basically what I'm saying. No, I think, I think that's a great, a great point. And that's something that I've done a lot of too. And you can also do that when you consult with different companies. If you have a consulting yeah. company, I mean, definitely put those things down there. Be very transparent about the areas that you're working, the technologies you're working on. And keep it updated as well. If you invent things as you go, make sure you update that that document so that you're protected. And don't be afraid either. Like if you're, let's say, you know, you're, you don't have your own business or, or maybe you do. So maybe you're a contractor or you're trying to pick up new business or you're trying to get a new nine to five job, whatever the case may be. There's going to be these documents that you're signing. Make sure you read them. And if you don't understand them, consult with an attorney. It's not going to cost you that much money to protect everything that you care about. So spend a couple hundred bucks if you don't understand all the legalese. But the big thing is make sure you understand it and don't be afraid to go, yeah, hey, you know, I, I'm all about working for you, but this one thing, I have a previous invention. I'm not comfortable having you own that. Or, I, you know, hey, I, um, I would like to have the freedom to work on things outside that are not pertaining to your industry. Ask for those clauses to be written in. Nine times out of 10, they're going to go, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. You know, when I sold my company, I had that. They had, I signed a non-compete, and it was like, you cannot work on apps. And I was like, well, that's awfully broad. So I said, how about we, we say that for a period of three years, I do not work on apps for sports teams. They agreed to that, right? And that was, no, that was the conflict of interest. If I had done any other sports apps, it would be a conflict. So they were totally open to it. It didn't put me in jeopardy. The worst thing they could have said is, no, I'm sorry, you have to sign the agreement as is. So don't be afraid to ask for modifications. Yeah, I did the same thing when we sold GeoWake. I think it was for a period of two years. Maybe I couldn't compete against them and in, in boating apps and things like that. I mean, that that's pretty standard when you when you sell a business or you're working in technology spaces. People don't want you to come right back and and develop stuff. And I mean, there could be a lot of synergies between you know the business you want to start and what you're working on in the corporate job. And I think that's where it kind of gets a little bit dicey. I mean, I, I've talked to, to friends of mine and people that are starting businesses. And, you know, one, one story that kind of comes to mind is that uh, one of my friends was working kind of in a niche area and wanted to start his own business. And he wanted to take some of the people, the existing company, he thought his current company wasn't doing a very good job and wanted to spin out and start his own company. So basically, he was going to be competing against his employer with the same customers. And that just, to me, that that's a lot yeah, of red flags. <laughs> yeah. And people get caught doing that all the time. And you might be okay for a while, but usually if the company knows about it, they're going to wait until you're successful and then they're going to come see you yeah. because they want to cut of the action. But yeah, I mean, it, it's important to say that you've got these ideas and things like that. I've seen contracts though that were written that, that basically once you sign it, any idea you come up with for the rest of your life is theirs technically if that company's still around. So just watch what you're reading. Uh, and what you're about to sign, because uh, some things like that, yeah, it's no good. Yeah, I think more and more companies are are going to, you know, they want they want all your ideas, all your time. They yep. don't want you to work for for other companies. And I mean, 
to me, that's a that's kind of a red flag to me because I mean, you really have to think: Do you really want to work with this company? And and I've heard of people too where they've worked for companies where they've had those kind of agreements and they haven't maybe disclosed all the things that they've invented on their own time. Right? They wait till afterwards to kind of start talking about those things. And you know, it's just kind of this this really gray area that you're kind of going down. I mean, my my view is that. If you give people time to work on their own ideas, they're going to, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, that's going to come back to help you as a company anyway. I mean, as long as they're not competing directly with you, um, they're yeah. learning new skills, they're you know, learning different things that I think will, will help you in the long run. And see, and, and see, I think that's where Google messed up, right? So Google has, has had this policy of the 20% time for a long time, and it's worked out well for them. These very smart people are going and creating new technologies that you know, Google is then turning into products, right? So... That's great, but where Google maybe didn't protect themselves is in the realm of non-compete. You know, maybe their non-compete wasn't strong enough if this guy left Google and went to Uber uh, to work on these technologies. But I think maybe with, maybe there was a gray area. He wasn't working specifically on autonomous vehicles, and then he was at at Uber. So it, it's an interesting topic, and it's a gray area. But it also touches on if you're a business owner, how can you protect your business? in a similar fashion. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really a good point. I mean, you need to know what your employees are doing. <laughs> I mean, protecting yourself through agreements, but also, you know, if you're hiring people and, and you know, this is one thing I was thinking about, you want to make sure that all their work is original and that's usually in, in your agreements, right? That they're coming up with this ideas originally. They're not copying somebody else. They're not bringing work from, um, you know, a previous employer or, or that sort of thing. But you need to like start thinking about, you know, if, if, if an employee is producing results very, very fast and you're and you're like, how are they doing this? You know, maybe that's a red flag that you need to look into it. Are they bringing in stuff that they already did or from some other some other company to get these results really quickly? I mean, Uber maybe had an inkling that that was happening. Right. If they were if they were creating results super fast for, for new R&D technology, I mean, that might have been a red flag right there that they might need to look in a little bit, you know, harder and see what's going on. Well, and too, there's probably something else to, to look at from a business owner perspective. If I'm hiring somebody in a very specific niche, I want to make sure that they don't have any pre-existing non-competes that would then put me in a position where I'm getting sued because I hired them to work on a competing technology. So you need, you need to ask that question. You know, do you have any competing agreements that would prevent you from working with us and things like that. So you have to ask those questions. And a lot of times people don't think about it. You know, clearly Uber didn't and and look what's happening. Yeah. I mean, doing your due diligence, which is, it's just really surprising that Uber company that size wouldn't, you know, wouldn't think about, wouldn't try to protect themselves, especially in areas that are really competitive in the R and D space, like autonomous vehicles and that technology. I mean, that's really closely guarded, you know, trade secrets and things like that, that people are competing against. Well, I hate to say it, but we talked about this before uh, when uh, being realistic with your goals, but Uber's trying to get flying cars by 2020. So they're probably trying to cut a couple (laughs) corners here. Yeah. I mean, going back, uh, another thing I want to talk about is if you're an employee and you're you're starting your own business. I mean, I I think, Scott, you mentioned it is, um, you know, get those approvals and get them in writing if you can, if you're working on a specific project. Um, that's something I've found. Just be transparent with people. I mean, if you're not competing against them and you're developing something, you know, get approval to make sure that you yeah. kind of separate those those things that you're working on. 
Yeah, like I said, I mean, the worst thing that can happen is they're going to say, no, sorry, the agreement stands as is, right? I mean, there there could be a case where they might be like, ah, never mind, we don't want to hire you, right? I mean, but that's going to be, you're already to the point where they want you, you know, it's just a negotiation at that point. There's nothing wrong with negotiating. And that comes with price and, you know, terms, right? So let's say uh, Uber's trying to hire you, Rob, and you've got an idea to have a cooking app. Uber does not care about cooking apps. So just say, look, I've got this cooking app. Uh, you know, I haven't started working on it, but I want to work on it. It's not in your space. Can you at least put this exception in there? They're probably going to go, yeah, no problem. <laughs> you know, and, and that's it. So don't be afraid to ask. Like I said, the worst thing that can happen is they'll go, not nah, the agreement stands as is. I'm sorry, you can't do it. And then you have to decide, uh, is, is confining myself really going to be worth it. And the other thing to look at is look at the term, the duration of those restrictions. Some companies, when you work for them, once you're done working for them, you can't work in a similar industry for X number of years. So be careful there because I, I don't I don't sign those agreements. If if you're saying that I can't work however I want to work after the employment, it, it's very restricting and you have to be very careful. Yeah, I think I think you can apply it even if you're within a company as well. I mean, those same kind of things you just said apply that too. If if you already have an agreement in place and you come up with an idea that's outside of the space, yeah. I think you can still go and and be transparent. I, I think it's better to know beforehand than spending a bunch of time developing something and then find out later that you know. And like you said, they're yeah. not going to see you when you're making no money. It's when you become successful that they're going to come back and you know try to get that idea or that patent that you might have come up with. Sure. And I think I mentioned this before, but when I started my side business, when I was in the corporate space, I went to the to the CIO of the company and I said, listen, I'm thinking about developing mobile apps and we don't have a mobile team here and we don't have any interest in that and we're not going to be doing anything with it. So is it okay if I do this and pursue this on the side? I, I won't come anywhere near the telecom space. I won't come anywhere near any competitors or existing employees. I just want to build apps and have fun with it. Can I get that? Can I get something in writing that says it's okay for me to do that? And they were like, yeah, no problem. So I kept that and that worked out well for me. And that's all you really have to do. It's like you said, if you're just being transparent and saying, I'm considering doing this, would that be okay? And if they say yes, in some jurisdictions, the verbal agreement is okay, but you generally want to get it in writing just to protect yourself uh, because then it's a he said, she said kind of thing. Yeah, another area to think about too is I've heard about people using company resources, tools, and that sort of thing to develop their idea, or maybe they stay late at work and and keep working on their idea. I mean, I think that's just a slippery slope. When I when I started all my companies, I I purchased a separate set of tools that I worked with just for that. I I didn't work at work on ideas. I you know I came home and did those things. So to really separate yourself and make sure that you're protected there that. You know, even if pe- people might not really care, but it's just kind of the optics of it and how people are looking at it. I think it's just, you know, just separate those things straight down the middle. And you, on your company time, do company work outside of company time. If, if it's um, acceptable, then work on your own side business, or your own projects. Yeah. And the thing is, is that it's really difficult. Um, you know, if, if you've been given a corporate laptop or even a corporate phone, and you're traveling or whatever, and you don't have your personal devices with you to go on and check your email or check your social media for your business or your mobile app that you've developed or whatever it is. It's very easy to just quickly check. Technically speaking, at that point, you know, you're, you're using company resources for uh, another entity. So you have to be really careful. Like anytime I had a corporate 
laptop or something like that. I only used it for company stuff. I used all my own personal things for everything. So, you know, you may have given me a brand new laptop. I'm using my machine I bought a year ago because that's what I'm comfortable with. So those little things you have to think about, like I said, resist the temptation. If you're going on a trip, take your personal device with you and then do your things there. But don't put yourself in a position where something like that could ever be questioned is basically what I'm saying. And nine times out of 10, nothing's going to happen. But you don't want that one time to be something that destroys your business or tanks your idea. Yeah, I mean, I think let's let's wrap it up. I mean, I think we talked about it. We talked about actually a lot of different things. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is is just really being transparent and um, you know consult with an attorney, make sure you're protected because you know both Scott, you and I have started out with just things that are fun side projects that have turned into businesses. So you you just need to be th- thoughtful when you start out things that you're protecting yourself because those those things that are fun, those things that just kind of start on a whim they could end up turning into a side business or a project or something that's making money for you on the side. So just protect yourself from the start and kind of separate that out from, from the business that you're working on now. And I think you'll be good to go down the road. Absolutely. All good points. And guys, don't forget to check us out on social media, subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and also on YouTube. We're on there now. So uh, if you're in the mood to see our pretty faces and get some tips, uh, please subscribe, give us a like, uh, send some comments as well so we can get better at what we're doing. We appreciate it. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Stretch Goals Podcast. You can access the show notes for this episode and listen to other episodes by heading over to stretchgoals.fm.